Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, I sat down with New York City comedian and model, Ren Parker, to talk about just that. Uh, We wanted to talk about modeling, and then on top of that, she actually grew up as a Mormon in Utah. So we talk a lot about what it's like to be in the modeling scene in New York City, how much of a change it was uh, to come from a place like Utah and the different attitudes that they have towards the different types of modeling, but then also, you know, her family relationships to her doing this sort of work. So I think this episode was really interesting. I think you guys will like it too. Uh, You could follow her on Instagram at Ren Parker, that's W-R-E-N Parker, Um, and you could see her do stand-up at the Grizzly Pear every single weekend. And as always, you can follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media and come see shows uh, in Midtown Manhattan that I'm doing at the Three Monkeys if you're ever in New York City. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and enjoy the episode. blew that cigars aren't good no (laughs) they're okay they're fine if you know what you're getting into the biggest problem with cigars is that people inhale them because they treat it like a a joint okay or like a cigarette and and then they throw up okay and it's like they're like how do i how do i do it and it's like well you don't inhale a milkshake when you suck that in you just like leave it in your mouth yeah everyone else is the asshole for thinking that a cigar is something you inhale like would you do it with a milkshake i didn't know that those were they are it's not that they're an asshole (laughs) for thinking that that they're an asshole for getting mad at me for them not knowing how to smoke a cigar that's my problem and i've I have to say, I smoke like one cigar a year. Okay. This is not like, I'm not sitting out on my fire escape smoking right. cigars right. by myself. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The no, I feel addiction, like- addictions, like addictive stuff is tough. Yeah. So like I've, for the last like month and a half, I've been trying to cut back on alcohol just mm-hmm. because the month and a half before was like a lot of alcohol. Yep, I do that. I do a 30 day cleanse just randomly, just so that I know I can. <laughs> And that's like everything, like alcohol. Well, just... yeah, usually if I do it, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do 30 days of no drinking. And then I'm like, I'll also cut out sugar and I'll also exercise every day. And I'll also, you know, just, I think that's, I think that's exercises of discipline you. are good. And people don't do that, no. like especially our age, which I don't know if it's just because I grew up like that or like it's just a personality trait that I have. But what do you mean grew up like that? Did you guys have to like run laps as punishment or something? No, 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 no. I don't know. I just... I have a lot, and maybe this is actually a bad thing. It's like I have a very all or nothing mentality. So mm. I'm not that person. Like, I would love to be a person that is just a special occasion drinker. Like, where I'm just like, I gotcha. drink. Gotcha. You know, but I'm like, if I am drinking, I'm going to drink. Or drink it. And yeah, I also want to be, not that I want to be like fucked up, but I want to be, I want to feel it. And I'm also a big gal. So it takes a lot for me to get there. <laughs> and I have a really high tolerance. So yeah, every, like, after I'll go, we're like, you're saying, where it's just like you had a month, but it was a lot. And like, especially working in comedy you're in a nightclub or something every night yes. and so it's hard to separate you you know and you're performing for drunk people that it's not fun to do that sober a lot of the time well yeah <laughs> eventually yeah. eventually you start to look at them and you go i do not want to be that no that's because- true yeah no but there is a lot where i'm just like 
I'm just like, let me just, just so I know I'm just, it's a, it's a self check, you know, yeah. just do 30 days without it. Yeah. And then the I, first time I ever did that, it was hard. And I was ashamed of how hard it was. I was like, Mm-mm, this shouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem. So I like to do it a handful of times a year. It's just like to, uh, like dominate your body. Yeah. It's just like, no, no, I'm in charge here. Yeah. Not you. I exactly. gotcha. Exactly. It's, it is tough at the comedy clubs though. Cause like the one that I go to, I get a free drink ticket every time so when i turn it down all where the where is this comedy club i'm never <laughs> like i uh, parked for four hours i'm the reason every person's in here can i get one free drink uh the three monkeys in midtown manhattan come oh, see a show i'm there right. every week um uh, the uh but the bartenders look at me like i'm fucking weird when i say no because they're like it's a free drink and i'm like yeah do you but get a ticket an actual ticket you get a little ticket. stock up Take the ticket. Well, they don't like it when you do that. Oh, I do that. I started to do that. And then they were like, Corey, you can't use six tickets in one night. And I was like, but, but it's been a tough but why? week. I, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, There's no fine print on this carnival dollar store ticket you, you gave me. I know. That's what I always talked about. Is like, I could just go buy a roll of those fucking things. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to them. I like them. But um, I assume you have to like, because you do modeling as well as mm-hmm. stand up comedy. What is your relationship to like substances as you are modeling? Like when you've got a job coming up, do you like kind of line up when you're being healthier or do those just kind of like, yeah, to some extent, like if I know I have to model like swimwear or lingerie or whatever, where I'm like, all right, let's keep it tight this week. (laughs) But but also no no beer. Right. But also that's, that's the other thing though is that, yeah, there are plenty of people that can be high functioning addicts and you know you can be a piece of shit all weekend and then you can still go to your job and and fully perform and do a good job that was literally me on monday right right right. (laughs) my face is my job though so if i look like shit Uh, you know i'm like i'm not doing it so yeah i i try not to when i know if i have a shoot the next day or whatever and that's even just it's like even if i'm not drinking i'm like i gotta call it an early night gotta get me beauty rest it's a real thing how has that changed as you've as you've like gotten older well i guess let's go back to here when did you start modeling like how old were you um, I mean, I had always modeled like, so my mom's a photographer. So oh, okay. yeah, so I grew up kind of like she would, you know, do photo shoots with me and then more people in Utah, whatever. But um, Utah is behind the world in any trend by like five to 10 years. <laughs> and so curvy girls still aren't a thing there. <laughs> like, okay. You know, and so I would have people see my work online and then like local agencies, which is a trash thing anyway. If, if you're doing a local agency in Utah, it's not a thing. But um they'd have me come in and they'd be like, you're perfect. We love you. We just need you to lose like 30 pounds, get to a size two. And I was like that one. And this time I was like probably half my size that I am now, but still considered too big for modeling like in Utah. And it was like, that's not like anatomically possible for my body. (laughs) I could starve myself and maybe be a four, six, but I'm like, I just have wider hips than a two. Um, And luckily I had, you know, good parents that instilled confidence in me. And so I didn't have to like, that was, not something that I ever got really hung up on. I was just like, okay, I'll just never do this professionally. I never thought I really needed to. Um, and then fast forward to what I was 21 and my agency in New York found me on Instagram and oh wow, yeah. And they were just like, we love you because of your size. And you know, at this point I'm a fully formed woman sure. <laughs> like, you know, and, um, yeah, it was cool. It was the one thing that always helped me back from modeling in Utah. That was now the reason they wanted me because they were like, curves are a thing now. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you mean a bunch of mountain people are behind the times a little <laughs> yeah. bit? What, yeah. what are the odds? No, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. It's roughly the same. Yeah. Like, a little little behind on stuff. Um, like, uh, let's see, I went back a little while ago. Couldn't find mixed greens anywhere. Like, <laughs> I was trying to eat a fucking salad. They were like, we got iceberg. All right. That's what I'm going for. I don't know. Well, I that's guess. A, that's extreme. But it was like, 
I guess. I don't right. know. I was just like, really? You guys haven't caught on? They don't have oat milk either. Oh my gosh. I was like, like, there's butter lettuce on this burger. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. If I'm going for a burger, then I'm, I'm all about right. that. But um, yeah. So as you've gotten older, back to like the the substances thing, how is that? How is your relationship to like alcohol changed? Like as you've gotten older to, does it take you longer to recover? Does it take you, Oh you know? no. So this is actually something I'm super grateful for because of my upbringing in Utah and be, I was a devout Mormon. Um, oh, okay. and so I didn't try anything, including coffee until I was 22 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now you're a full blown yeah. addict to coffee. <laughs> I'm assuming as yeah. are the rest of us. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, and it's funny too, cause I go back home and I'm also that asshole that like my, my best friend, like she, it's, it's great whenever I'm home, she'll take the whole week off work. Like it's all, you know, my, my family will, and we all just hang out. Um, but she loves Starbucks and I, as someone who never even drank coffee before, now I'm that asshole. I go home, I'm like Starbucks isn't even real coffee. <laughs> if you like Starbucks, you don't like coffee. Like I hate that I'm that person, but I'm like, do we have to? Really? I don't like Starbucks, but sometimes you In a need pinch. Starbucks. Yeah, no, like, yeah. That's the difference. But what are you getting from Starbucks when you need Starbucks? Just like a black coffee. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't like going to coffee chains. Okay. Like see, if I can find some little coffee shop, I'm all about that. Right. But like, you're just saying I'm, it was the I'm closest a coffee thing there. snob though. Right. Like I go to like this fancy place yeah. a couple blocks away and I have like my own grinder yes. and a French press and all this. Like I'm, I'm a coffee douchebag. Right. So like Starbucks, I'm like, when I go home, I'll get a lot of Starbucks because it's just easier to like pop in and right. grab something and run out. To me, Starbucks is the thing you get when you want a frilly, ridiculous drink. Like you <laughs> want a milkshake, but you're like, milkshake. but it's coffee. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was what we drank in like middle school. Right. That was like, yeah. let's leave after school. Let's go to Starbucks to get Frappuccino. Exactly. Yeah. No, the idea to me of going to Starbucks for a black coffee, I'm just like, what? What? Like, well, and also too, there's always um, like when I'm on certain sets or there are certain I don't know places that are like we proudly serve Starbucks coffee, <laughs> and you're just like proudly, <laughs> really? It's so bad. It's so bad. Corporate deals. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, you'd think it's you'd think a black coffee would be safe though. That's the one thing. It's not. It's really really bad coffee. Oh, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah they burn the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. It's so hot. I can't figure out. I'm like, is it burned? Is it just not? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sponsor me, Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Prove us wrong. So you moved to New York when you were 21 to do modeling. Modeling, yeah. And then I guess the, I don't even know how that starts. Like the fact that you were found off Instagram blows my mind because you like hear about that, but yep. I was like, this doesn't actually happen yeah, to no, anyone. It still blows my mind. It was like, I got, like they messaged me on Instagram and we had about a week of conversations and then like a video call. And then at the end of just one week from the time they first messaged me to the end of that week, they were like, okay, so we're going to book you a one-way flight. And <laughs> one way you're yeah. like, am I allowed yeah, to buy another right. one back? Yeah. <laughs> and they like... were just like, we think you should really give it a go and just do it. And I did. And never looked back. It was, but I was very lucky. No That's not shit. always the case for girls. Like, you know, they'll come out and they'll try it for a while and, and it doesn't work. Um, whether that's that they can't get work or like, I'm also glad a lot of models were discovered at, you know, at like 18 and then they move out here. And I, that's, I don't think you're ready to like, just be out here yeah. on your own and, and modeling that type of weird lifestyle worth inconsistent money, but it's also big money when it does come in is yeah. not, I don't, yeah, I don't know that I could have managed that well as an 18 year old. So yeah, a lot of those girls, just don't know how to manage their money and then are like oh i literally yeah. can't do this i can't stay i mean here. as someone who did not 
move here until I was 22. I don't know how anyone does the years of 18 to 22 here. Yeah. Just like want to be, I feel like overwhelming too. You have zero money unless your parents are rich, which then I understand it if your parents are just like bankrolling you. But um, it is, it's interesting you bring that up because that was like one of the other, um, I, one of our, one of my former episodes, Amory Castillo talked about being like a club promoter. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about how like a lot of these younger models would just like completely burn themselves out. Right. Like they had no idea what they were doing. They were just following people yes. everywhere. And then after six months, they were like, I got to fucking leave. Well, and also the club promoting thing. So yeah, it does become this really predatory thing when you don't know what you're doing. Because first of all, yeah, the club promoting thing, sometimes, you know, they promise you a nice dinner first. And then you do have to go out to like 4 a.m., which then sucks because then you aren't. So let's good, let's but, let's go back and do the for the people that didn't listen to that like club promotion like how does that all work with the models? So it's usually not something that's set up through your agency, which anything you isn't through your agency you really don't want to do. But the reason why girls do it is because, like I said, they promise you a nice dinner, and for some girls, that's all they're eating. <laughs> like they, like they, they moved to New York, maybe they've done a couple. I shouldn't laugh. That's yeah, sad. No, they've done a couple campaigns. But the other thing about modeling is you are often not paid for about three months until after your job, like after a job. So mm. you know you have all this money what? coming in. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Wow. No, the the. It's messed up. So yeah, these club promoters are like, we'll feed you <laughs> and give you drinks and put you up in, a, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it becomes a really predatory thing. And then also models, the one thing that the agency does do, which is nice on paper, but they'll, you know, they'll fly you out here and they'll put you up in a model apartment. But you do owe them that. Like they make it sound like it's all free, but you do owe them that money once you start working. Mm. And if you do start working and you get on top of it and you move out of that quickly, you can, you know, that, that's what I did. But a lot of girls don't understand how much that actually costs and that they are never getting, it becomes like indentured servitude to the agency yeah. where they're never actually on, they are working and they think they're living this New York life, but they're never getting on top of the debt they owe the agency. So it's all kind of for nothing. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's really crazy. It's yeah. almost... Um, like musicians have the same problem with like record labels. Exactly. They'll get like this huge deal and then they find out they're getting almost zero money, right. but they also have to create like six albums for them. And yep. like six albums ends up netting them like 350 grand or right. something like that, right. which is insanity. When you think about it, it takes like 15 to 20 years to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, to me, like when I moved out here, I was like, okay, here's a certain amount of my money that I'm willing to blow on this pipe dream. If that's all it is. And once that's gone, I move like if I haven't made it by then, I move home. Like I'll use my yeah. last, you know, money to to move back to Utah. And I got down to my last twenty dollars in my bank account. <laughs> I was go, I was getting a sandwich and I was splitting it into thirds every day. Like I really, and then and at this point I had worked, but I like I said, you get it takes ninety days for jobs, and I still was even like, nope, I'm not even gonna try to like, you know make that argument i'm just like if i can't pay my rent like this this isn't real yeah. like you got it this is you know i really was looking at it very pragmatically like this is just a pipe dream this is a thing they're telling you whatever <laughs> and then finally it started coming in um you didn't like think so i guess what's what's your relationship with your parents like monetarily in that in that sense like could you have texted them and been like oh, hey can no, i get a couple no. were I, they <laughs> like what's going on there? every member of my family owed me money at the time that i moved here <laughs> like I don't have a family like that like we were never I mean we weren't poor but um sure and my parents were also good at not that they cared but like we did fun things we had a boat we had like we had nice things but it was all a front they were never like they (laughs) never had like they didn't have savings and I did not have it you know they couldn't have put me through college they couldn't have you know um 
Yeah, no, and I always was good with money, even though I didn't make it. I figured out at a young age that it didn't make me happy and I didn't need that, mm. so long as I had the security of, of saving. So I figured out how to, like I worked at a ski resort, I was a lift operator, and I was like, I just wanna ski every day and be a bum. And so long as all of that covers my bills and I can have enough money to be saving for a future, even if it's small, yeah. then I'm gonna do that. And then, yeah, modeling, it was kind of the same thing where I was like, like I am very close to my family and I, I love Utah, I love all sure. of it has to offer. Yeah, I'm not trying to get you to shit yeah. on your family. No, 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 but so for me, I was like, if I, it's it wasn't even not only like enough to, okay, let me move here and so long as I'm breaking even, for this, for it to be worth it to me, I was like, I have to be socking away money. Like I need to be mm. making money and socking it away for my future because if I'm not, then why am I away from all the people that I love and lonely and you know, like I didn't. That's yeah, which I've built a really beautiful life for myself now, like four years in, and I have friendships and, you know, other reasons to stay here, but still, like, and even in that same time, though, my brother and his wife had a baby. She's the love of my life, and I'm <laughs> sick to my stomach every time I'm not there, like, every time something happens, and, um, yeah, so modeling's one of those things where I'm like, I'll do it until it's not worth it anymore, and yeah. once I'm just breaking even, it's not worth it to me. Like, and then you'll stay here for stand-up comedy. There, exactly. Which there is always worth it. <laughs> Never not worth it to go up on stage and make a clown out of yourself. Ugh. For a free drink ticket. For a free, <laughs> if that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't give me money when I turn it down. They're just right. like, you get nothing, man. Right. You weirdo. Take the <laughs> you drink. You stock up all six and you're like, how about $60 uh, yeah. for this set? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> hold the bar hostage. So that's, Okay. So how was, I guess during the pandemic, what was modeling like? Did you have to, like comedy, did you have to put everything on hold? Because if you moved here when you were 21, mm -hmm. four years ago, then most of the time you've been in New York, it's been the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so weird because it felt like I had been here a really long time before the pandemic. I don't feel like I moved here and then the pandemic hit. Like I felt like I'd had a life here and was doing it. And that section f feels really long. And then the pandemic is you know, this weird thing that doesn't like, we don't like, we can't yeah. even measure that really. <laughs> and then it does feel really, really recent since after the pandemic though. So I don't know. It's, it's, it was weird. I did go home for a long time. Like I kept my apartment here. I was able okay. to, because I was smart and had savings. Do it kids. Yeah. I was able to keep my apartment. <laughs> um, but yeah, went home. It, but it was that thing, like what we all thought we were all idiots in the beginning. We were like, it's just going to be two weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> we'll be over this. I had one job, like things were starting to close. And then I had one job that is, I won't say the brand, but it's a, it's one where I'm only, I mean, they use me just from here down. I'm literally a human hanger. Like it's oh, not wow. like, yeah, I'm just there modeling <laughs> okay. the clothes. And so, and it's one of those that's like a, they, you know, don't care about you as a person. It's they're grinding it. So when that job closed, like when they said they were closing for COVID, I was like, oh, the, this is for real. Like everything's about to shut down if they're not going <laughs> to use me yeah. for this. So once that job canceled, I went home for, yeah, what I thought was two weeks. And then it was two and a half months. Um, Yep. Yeah. And then came back <laughs> Fought with my parents one too many right, times and right, came back. Right. Exactly. Um, no, honestly, my time home was and it was my brother and his wife had just had their baby. So it was mm. cool because I was there for that time of her life that I wouldn't have been otherwise. Um, so, no, I, that was really awesome. But when I did come back, um, so many models are, you know, like 18 year old Russian girls. And then yeah. before, so they all went home home and then they weren't able to come back for, I mean, up until like re very, very recently. Oh, wow. So for a minute there. When I came back, I was the only model in New York City. And so I was booking all oh, man, the jobs. Yeah. Bank. I was making more in the middle of the pandemic still than I was before because I was Holy the only one here. Shit. Yeah. Was it like 
I, so it sounds like it was easier to get jobs. Were the jobs themselves harder? Like, did you have to go through all these protocols and stuff? And like, I'm thinking about sports. Like, right. athletes had to go through like testing every day. They had to wear masks yeah. at every single turn. Like, how how strict was all was, of those regulations? It was strict, and it was also um, like on a set. I'm the one person that cannot wear a mask. Like, because <laughs> yeah. my job's to get my photo right. taken, so everyone else can do that. Um, and can take that precaution to protect me and to protect themselves, but I can't. And not only can I not, like, I'm literally breathing in their face. They're, like, touching my face and adjusting my clothes and whatever. Um, So, yeah, we had to be really strict on that, and then I did feel an, like, obligation to get vaccinated for that reason. Um, Mm, I mean, and all the others, I guess. I'm just saying, saying I don't... (laughs) I was going to try and paint you as an alt-right crazy person. No, no, no. No, but I will say, I may have waited a little bit longer to get it had I... If I had been someone that could have just worn a mask and stayed inside and whatever, sure. like I wasn't someone that was so badly itching to get out that I was like, I'll get the vaccine so I can just get out again. It was. Were you one of those people that was like, I'm kind of glad for the pandemic. Total, I can just watch TV now, play video games. Like, who needs people? Totally fine. <laughs> it was. I made minimal adjustments to my lifestyle. Oh my god. <laughs> one of my best. One of my college roommates was like that too. He's like, I go to the store once every two weeks, yeah. and other than that, I'm fucking chilling. I, I was like. I'm gonna die. I do very well alone. I do very, which granted, like I said, I was able to go home to Utah and I, maybe I would have gone a little more stir crazy if I'd been here the whole time, but yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I, mm. I do very well alone. Probably too well. Eh, it's good for you. It, it is I good. Don't know. It is good. Yeah. It's all about balance, right? Right. Same with the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, gotta have some alone time and right. some people time. Right. Balance it Were out. Were you someone through the pandemic though? I feel like people either had, they became like the most fit of their lives or an alcoholic. <laughs> um, no, so I, so I like you, went home for two months, okay. um, and I was so bored at my parents' place. Like, my my knees are not very good, so I never liked running. Okay, but like I had literally nothing else to do, yeah. so I started like going for runs there, and then just like from it's been slow, but like from there, I think like what was I at? It was May 2020. I've lost like 30 pounds since right. then. So, yeah, it's just like, but it's been slow. I wasn't like one yeah. of those people, like, I don't know if you know comedian Alex Aronson, who was a guest yeah. on this podcast. He lost like 50 or 60 pounds. And so he's, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I like I'm, when I'm by myself, I don't like to drink because I right. know how much of a slippery slope that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, I don't even like having alcohol in my house most of the time because I'm out at comedy clubs and yeah. bars all the time where it's like, I don't, the one night a week I'm home, do I really need alcohol also, around me? Also, do you like, need no. it alone? Like, do you want to just drink at home alone? Like, that's not, I don't you mind know. like a good whiskey during like a movie or something. I'm not like shotgunning right. beers or anything, right. but I got like fancy ice spheres and yeah. I'll like have, make a night of it. <laughs> You got those TJ Maxx ice spears. I yes. did too. <laughs> yeah. But it was also like, if I do that one more than one night in a row, I go fucking crazy. Yeah. So, um, no, that's funny though that you, so my weight has always fluctuated my whole life and that's just normal. But I like didn't realize until recently that I had, I think I've lost about 60 pounds. <laughs> wow. Like, that's like awesome. not from, I mean, I was trying to be healthy and whatever, but it, that was never the, like I was, I, didn't care about any sort of number and I really I was just texting my friend the other day who's my like workout buddy and I was like oh shit <laughs> when we started yeah. I was literally 60 pounds heavier. that was I just said this when you asked me I was like wait how how much did I weigh back right which hey you know cheers to us cheers good job <laughs> <laughs> um so when 
the modeling like picked up during the pandemic. How did you decide which jobs you're going to take, which jobs you're not going to take? Like, what are the factors that go into that? I mean, at that time, you just you take them all. Like, you take them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm finally at a place in my career where I can turn down things, or you know, fight for be like, oh, I don't want to do it unless they want to pay me more than that. Um, okay. But God, I wish I was at that place comedy. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, go on. I'm like, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. This is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That just kind of naturally. So what do you do now? When you like turn something down, why would you? Why would you turn a job down for it? It's like they're not paying you enough. Is it like inconvenient to get there? Because yeah, like. like Go ahead. I have one client. So that the one client that I said that got shut down that I, so I, I still work with them now and their rates already so low. And then my agency takes 20% commission and then they're in like the middle of nowhere in a way that's like very annoying to get to and they won't reimburse you for like your cars. And mm. so I'm just like, that's a client where I'm just like, I don't need to work with that client anymore. Cause yeah. they, like after all of that, it's really not worth my time. But I have a hard time turning down jobs as someone who grew up with not a lot of money and is very frugal because even at that number that I'm saying is not worth my time. It's still more than anyone else makes in a nine to five day. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm being an asshole about it. So, um, but there's so few and far between. So that's what I'm saying. You don't turn down a lot of jobs because even though in gotcha. that one day you're making more than most people, you, it could be another month before you work again. So that, yeah, that does make sense. Um, I guess like, so my frame of reference, obviously comedy nine to five, like when you're interviewing, you'll turn down some jobs for like other rates. Like, um, the person I interviewed with was weird. So I'd be like, ah, I don't want to work with them. Right. Or like, do you get those weird personalities where you're just like, this is not going to be worth it. Or is it because of the nature of it? Like a nine to five, if you work with someone shitty, you work with someone shitty every single right. day. Right. But like modeling, is it kind of like, I only have to work with them for like two minutes. Yeah. So I'll just deal with it. <laughs> I can usually rough it out for sure. And yeah, I don't work. I mean, that's something that's cool about modeling. You work with different people almost every single time. And so there's all the pleasantries. I mean, that can be annoying, but also you don't, it's hard to get annoyed by someone you don't know well enough to like, sure. you know, I'm like, we're only going to be together for a few hours. Just tell me a little bit about yourself and whatever. So interesting. Yeah. I'm assuming when you go to those shoots, it's just like they treat all the models like princesses just the entire time like do you have people like waiting on you does it depend on the sh it depends on the, on the shoot? shoot because like i have a very like hollywood understanding of modeling so, which is zero yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> so modeling's funny because it's both <laughs> like it's okay. so, so like you'll work one day where like i said i am a human hanger they shoot me from here down i'm wearing 70 pieces in a day like and we're just shooting for a website we're just shooting e-commerce and that you feel like you're not even a person like it sucks not that anyone's treating you poorly it's just everyone's sure. just grinding so hard and you just want to get done it's a job yeah and then the next day i'll be on a set where it's like they have it all catered i'm in a nice cozy robe all day <laughs> i roll in and then at like noon they're like hey let's get you into hair and makeup and then i get a scalp massage and then i take one shot and i go home and i'm wow i'm like that was okay that was 10 grand. Right. No, was, <laughs> how much do those pay? Do you, and do you see like a difference and you don't have to give real numbers if you don't want to, but do you see a difference in like those ones where it's just like for an e-commerce website versus like, I'm the star of this pay wise yeah, or well, like, what's funny is e-commerce is always harder work and lesser pay. <laughs> and the versus the ones where you do get treated like a princess and for no reason you're getting paid a lot of money I and mean, it's not for no reason it's all worked out through your agency like it's because they're it's 
for the usage of it. So like, mm. I understand why they don't want to pay me a lot for here down because anyone can, they don't care. Sure. And they're not going to use those images all over for advertising and for whatever. So the reason why I get paid more for the other ones that is my face and whatever is because they're using my likeness and they may right. have a contract for several years to use it, whatever. Yeah. But do you get like residuals on those like writers? Like if you write for a TV show, you'll get like checks as right. it airs. Do, do you get paid every time that they use the print or is it just kind of like a one-off? So usually they'll do like an all, like a full buyout. So that just, that's something my agency just does for me. So mm. sometimes that'll happen, but it's very rare that that's happened for me. Usually it's just a one-time big thing and they that's worked into how they can use it. And then if they go outside of that, my agency can come after them and whatever, but that's never gotcha. happened. Yeah. Is this so boring? I no, feel like modeling. No, I think this is no, no, no. This is so interesting because of like what I said. I only have like a Hollywood understanding of okay. modeling, where it's like I knew like a little bit of the like most models don't make it, but then after right. that, it was just like I don't know. They're fucking famous. They make millions of dollars. Yeah. Like everyone loves them. That's it. That's right. so like this is this is what this podcast is is like getting into the like little details that only really I and my followers <laughs> care about. Um, it is it is super interesting though. I want to get into like the the fact that you grew up Mormon mm -hmm. and like because there's also like I have very little understanding of that as well. Like I've okay. seen the Book of Mormon, but okay. other than that, it's like it's spot on. No, it is. <laughs> that's what I've heard though. Like I've actually heard that it's really close. Um, the uh, how did how did that relate to modeling? Like was there like in your in your family and your community in Utah where they'd like, Oh, she's going to the big city and like all this, where they like, where, what is the approach of that? Because like middle of Michigan, where I grew up, West Michigan, like very religious, right. there is a little bit of like, Oh, he's going to the yeah. city. He's yeah. good. They're going to the, they're doing what right. they're doing is, did you have that? Like when you decided to move so here? Mormons aren't like backwoods. Like, no, 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 no. no. I know some people think they are. They think you're like, oh, you left your community. And like, it's not like an Amish rumspring or anything. Like they're normal people. They work in tech. You guys they, use work electricity? In fashion. they work in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so everyone was excited, but I'm sure there were people that are like, is she going to change? And like, sorry about it. I did. <laughs> like, you know, but luckily, I mean, I have a very weird take as someone that grew up in Utah and that was Mormon because for a lot of people, Mormonism, it's about, you know, it's so family centered, which is a beautiful thing about that religion, but that's why they have really judgmental parents that never understand them sure. and it's hard to leave, whatever. <laughs> and I have a weird, I'm, I'm a very weird person. So I was the last member of my family to leave the church. So I had no, oh, okay. I mean, I have my whole extended family and I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'd say I've left the church. I'm not practicing, sure. but like. Most people, when they leave the church, their, you know, family kind of shuns them or it's this big contention in their family. And then they leave angry because they're very hurt by not being accepted by, the, you know, yeah. you know, and for me, it was the exact opposite. Like my family was done with it. And I was a weird 21 year old, <laughs> just, just like playing dance, dance revolution with my other Mormon friends on a Friday night. Not like, I'm sorry, what's wrong doing, with that? No, it's great. <laughs> but like, I had never, never drank, never had, like, I just, I was a good, like genuinely just a good kid. And I did like truly believe in it. And so look at you now <laughs> you know. doing podcasts. <laughs> this is what the devil would have wanted. All right. Uh, we're watching too much righteous gemstones right. lately. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but I did. And I mean, I've always had a very crude sense of humor and I've always liked the, kind of rougher parts of myself but I was still a good practicing Mormon and then 
you know, like I said, the thing with Mormonism is it's so centered on family. The biggest thing is this concept that you can be with your family forever. That's kind of the big promise in Mormonism and why it appeals to people. Interesting. Um, and to me, that was so beautiful. And, and I lost my dad when I was 17. And so that was something that got me like, and everyone, even my people, like my brother who like hates the church, but he's like, I understand you wouldn't have survived that without the church. Like that was yeah. what you need. And he can respect that. Um, but then it got to the point as I just got a little bit older where I was like, I was, you know, my family would want to go do something on a Sunday and I'd be like, it's the Sabbath. I can't. <laughs> and I was like, I, go, I was like, how is a religion that's centered like on the family the- preventing me from being with my family? It makes no sense. Wow. Yeah. And so that, things like yeah. that just stopped making sense. We had the all or nothingness of it stopped making sense to me. Sure. And the, you know, I do believe in an unconditionally loving something, you know, in our universe, whether that's, whether that's just sure. the concept of love itself or whatever, but I think there's this thing that unites us and that makes us greater and, and whatever. But like, I realized I was part of a religion and I feel this way about all organized religion now, but I was like, I'm part of this thing that puts conditions on the love of an unconditionally loving thing. <laughs> like it just, it just stopped making sense. So yeah. like I said, most people leave very angry when they leave the church and I don't have that sentiment. I did get okay. me through. There's lots of it that I love. I, Mormons are good people. <laughs> like it's truly, there's a lot of really beautiful aspects of it, but sure. I just, Again, it's the all or nothingness. I'm like, why can't I take the things that do ring true to me and the relationship that I have with whatever, you know, higher power and just try to live my life as a good person? And <laughs> I think that's fair. Why but not? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't grow up religious, so that's always made sense to me. Um, so how did you approach, like, substances? Alcohol, caffeine, like that? Because that probably, like, led into at least you come to New York because yeah. I don't I don't know about you but like the Midwest it was a there's a drinking culture but it's really like chill it's beer it's not like going out and getting fucked up at hair of the dog um, <laughs> which is the worst club in the entire city of New York I hate that place but it's like that sort of thing doesn't really exist there but there is definitely a really strong drinking culture in New yeah. York did you like when you came here to do modeling was were you already kind of like let me try caffeine let me try alcohol let me like fit in how did that work so i was still very very devout um but i moved in with the craziest individual on this earth if he's still even alive i don't know i mean he'll probably live forever he's a cockroach i don't know (laughs) (laughs) The the roommate i met when i moved here who it's so sad he was like my best friend but just a crazy crazy individual okay sure. it was like a former heroin addict and wow like sold pot. and i'm still just that's a good pretty woman. good and yeah everyone, like my mom thought it was adorable she that's like, a sitcom she, no she yeah. really she was like this is a sitcom my good little girl living with like this crazy like 40 year old dude who wears cut off metallica tees and has a pit bull and like oh that was my dad no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah so no um i definitely engaged in some of those partying things with with him and our and our group of friends uh, but like he was cool and understood that I wanted you know there was I was still devout but I knew he was like I'm just gonna slowly like bring her over yeah but also showed me enough <laughs> of his insane side that I didn't want to go too hard which I think right. was good. like I do I'm very very grateful that I didn't start drinking until I was 22 years old because I look mm. at my friends that started drinking in high school and whatever and they cannot hang they cannot handle no. it they can, really yeah normally it's the opposite you would think but no like I'm <laughs> the mom of the group I'm so and maybe that maybe that has nothing to do with the age at which I started maybe it's just because I, I I don't know if I just naturally have a really high tolerance or what but um, I'm like so good at being a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm like really good. Good for you. No, that was, it was cool to learn when I did start. I was like, damn, I'm good at this. I'm, I'm, 
I'm good at doing all these. That is one of my I don't, drugs. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any superpowers, but I think the one that's the closest is that I don't have the ability to black out. Me neither. And never I, have. I've tried. No. I've passed out. Yep. I've thrown up. I've never blacked out, and I don't know why because I, it pisses off my friends yep. too because they'll be like, "Wait, we got super fucked up. You remember everything?" Yep. I'm like, "I remember everything." everything. <laughs> they're yep. like, "Oh no, yep. we can't drink together yep. anymore." No, I'm the same way. I've never blacked out. I don't think I've ever. At one time on New Year's when I got home, I made myself vomit just so I'd feel better. But I have yep. never. Never vomited from other that was one time okay. other than that i've never no i've got i've got five years on you but only like <laughs> single digits of time and actually as i've gotten older i've thrown out more but it's not because of the alcohol because okay. my stomach is shot right which right. you know yeah what are you gonna do but the uh so when you but i mean like when you would go out with like the other people that were at shoots with you when you're 21 22 mm -hmm. would you just not drink while they were getting fucked up or I guess what was the nightlife like for someone who came from the culture that you did in New York City like how was was there like whiplash in some sort of way not really I don't know because like I said I always still had like a very irreverent sense of humor I like mm. understood pop culture I wasn't a weirdo like I was a weirdo <laughs> in the sense that I actually like believed and was devout but I wasn't like a uppity no, yeah. or like like self-righteous about it but I um I also, again, a reason why I'm grateful I didn't start drinking until I was older is because it truly did. Like, I look back at my life in high school where I was just having bonfires with my friend, like sober, like just doing sober, yeah. fun kid shit. And I had a blast. There was not one part of me that's like, oh, I really missed out on partying in high school. Like, you're a kid. You do not need to be partying in high school. Literally, I mean, just the play, bonfires were a little better with some weed. But, you know. I played so many oh. board games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've actually ruined, I'll ruin any Thanksgiving with Scrabble. My family won't play with me anymore. But no, yeah. I, I really developed a personality and, and interest because I didn't ever have the social lubricant of drinking growing up. And so even once I moved here, I still was like part, like going to parties with people, but still wasn't drinking yet. Sure. Um, I still had a good time. Like... Yeah. I mean, I certainly wanted to call it earlier than other people, but right. I was like, <laughs> right. you didn't but now I still, now that's already come back around. Yeah. Pouring through your body. Um, no, I mean, I, I do agree. I didn't start like drinking or doing drugs until after I graduated high school, but I think it was very socially driven for me. Right. It's like my friends also weren't doing that. And like, I was the bad influence among okay. my friends. So like, it was kind of whenever I was ready is when I would convince them that they were ready to right. try that stuff. But I don't know. I just like, in high school, I didn't felt like I really needed. We would have like bonfires and like yeah. play video games and shit like that. But it wasn't, uh, we never played Scrabble because my dad's an English teacher. So okay. I never won. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But then I guess as soon as I like went to college or moved to New York, it was immediately like, okay, everyone's drinking. Now I'm like, right. now, like I could get fucked up with them for sure. Yeah. Um, was there like, when you would call it early, was there any like social pressure to stay out late? Cause it happens in the comedy scene all the time Yeah, with like drinking and like going out, even with your coworkers at right. like a nine to five, if you're the first one that leaves, like you sure. get shit on. I'm kind of a person that on principle, if you tell me to stay out later, I won't just even if I wanted to, I love just being so like, super fun. absolutely not. I got it. <laughs> I was going to stay out until you yelled at me. No, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, if you're like slobbering in my, like, you can't look me in the eyes right now. I'm not staying out with you. <laughs> Milky eyed bitch. I'm going home. I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. But then you <laughs> left them in their time of need. 
you've See, abandoned them. See, I've never them. done that with a girl. I've never okay. done that with a girl. But gotcha. that's where I'm just like, like, luckily my best friend, we've been friends for so long through when she was drinking and I wasn't. And then now that we both drink, she just, she knows that I know when, like I am, when I say we're done, we're done. And she will not fight me on it. <laughs> like she knows. And I also like. Fair. And, but and I'm not like pushy about it. She's just like, oh, Ren, Ren knows what's going on. And I have left the building. Um, yeah. No, uh, but I, those are good friends. To right. Have, but no, when I was younger, like with with her, I remember it was like our graduation party. and There was a bonfire up in the woods with the the party scene. And she she wasn't she was never Mormon, but she um, by a, like association with me was also a good kid. So it was very like she'd had, you know, drank a couple times, whatever. But um, it was never huge. But I was like, all right, I'll be our designated driver. Like it's graduation, like have fun, whatever. And yeah, the people that I was observing in Utah that were partying, I was like, I am not missing out on it. Like with her, <laughs> she had like a thing of peach vodka and she drank like half of it immediately. And she was so fun for five minutes. And then <laughs> I was like, this bitch is the worst. No one around her is having a good time, including me. And I had to, I just like, she was gone because she drank it all so fast. And then I had yeah. to like pull her over and we just sat in a field together. I was like, she just needs to sleep this off for an hour. And then I had to hold it. She peed on my feet shoes at one point like she and then I had to just have the valedictorian of our grade who was also <laughs> fucked up throw her into my car I think I smashed her head in the door on accident like I it was I was just like I don't get this this isn't fun wouldn't that have been more fun if you were fucked up though no like, but I she would that. have died that night nah, she would have died no and also this one creepy guy who was trying to hit on her would well have, yeah no, it would not have been. It's things like That's, that where I'm like, nope, yeah. I'd rather stay. Just guys, guys have the advantage of like if one friend gets too fucked up and then fucks off, you're like, ah, eh, so be it. You know, exactly, <laughs> like exactly. He did it to himself. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you. Girls, you feel responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. a good point. For sure. Have you had to do that in New York? Like, do you do you still? Kinda... I am still the kind of mom of the group generally. Okay. Um, but no, I have friends that can hang. Like I've yeah. I don't hang out too much with people that can't hold their shit because that's embarrassing. I'm like, that's not fun. Yeah. Also, I have gotten to that point now where like I had a friend who was like messed up on. A, oh, I think I, maybe, maybe I told you this, but it was like messed up on a plane, like at the, at the airport. Yes. And they take that shit with the no fly list very seriously. And I literally was just like, I hope you make it home, sir, because I will not. I'm not even going to sit close enough to you that I could by association be kicked off of this flight <laughs> like figure it out you this is our gate we're really close but yeah. i'm gonna go there now if you make it sunglasses keep it together. Speed. yeah please the, <laughs> so that's actually one of the things that i wanted to bring up with modeling too let's talk about the travel because <laughs> you had mentioned the last time that we were hanging out that like you travel all the time quite a bit for yeah. work like how one what is that like is it awesome is it stressful are you in cities like in and out so fast you can't enjoy it like or yeah. like what is the whole right. situation so people there? think that it is so luxurious and that it's so you know they seem like you're a jet setter they see me posting stuff on instagram and i'm just <laughs> like i'm not though i'm in coach and if i am in first class i paid for the upgrade <laughs> um and well, yeah delta was real nice right 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 um but yeah, you're usually in and out so fast you don't actually get to enjoy a city, which I could start taking, you know, like just tell my agents to be like, I'm going to spend a day there, especially with comedy. Like when I go to L.A. where it's like, OK, why don't I just spend one extra night here and try to go get some spots? Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. Sometimes you're just like, I just want to go home. Or I just want to, or like I might have a job the next day. And so I bet it's, I don't know. It's definitely not as, that sounds cool. It's just, not just, as glamorous. To someone as... who's never, you know, like me, I didn't get on a plane until I was 10 years old. So if I told 10 year old me that I was on, <laughs> I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's living the dream. And now I'm like, if I could not fly. Road trip family too. Right. <laughs> also, I have to, the one thing I do my, allow myself with flying, I guess there's two things. So I usually, again, I'm frugal. I like to take the train everywhere. I try not to take ubers but if i'm going to the airport i'm not even going to mess with it i'm going to take an uber 100 even at, it's 200 i don't care it's my one thing I i'm going to do one it. flight yep. london because yep. i took the train yep. and that's exactly. the end of that experiment yep. so i'm going to do that and i'm going to be fucked up <laughs> if i'm on a plane i want to be drunk <laughs> so what's your routine when you have to fly let's let's say to la for a shoot um and i'm coming from this personally i hate flying i i don't I like doing it. I'm exhausted afterwards. I never yeah. want to plan anything. But in those like in and out trips, like do you have like a routine starting a couple days before so you can like mentally prepare to like show up, work, leave again? Especially like LA's a ten hour flight. Yeah. Round trip. Yeah, I mean generally they'll try to do it like like I don't want to shoot the same day I flew in. So I'll try to have mm. the, like, I'll be like, you need to put me up in a hotel and I want to fly in the night before and then get the rest. And then I, I'm happy to fly out the same day. Um, like, uh, you know, after the shoot, that's usually how it goes. Um, but no, I don't know. There's not that, I mean, um, fun fact people don't know, you can pack as many mini bottles as you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I just save them and then fill them up with my own liquor. And then they say, they announce on the plane, it is prohibited to consume personal alcohol. But if you're not an asshole and like a belligerent loud, yeah. you, I've never had a problem. <laughs> I have never had a problem. One time I wait, put, hold on. You buy mini bottles, drink the mini bottles, save them and then refill them up. Yes. So I never buy a mini. Yeah. Like I like that. Yeah. I'll just fill them up. Wow. I have a little funnel. And then I take him to the airport in a, in a Ziploc bag. This is, makes me sound so trash. And you're right. like, oh, you're a jet-setting so model. Like, I, I come, pack my own. When, like, when you were coming over, I was like, all right, so this will be interesting. I was like, I'll get to hear about like the glamorous model I'm life. I didn't think you'd be human being. reusing fireball nips. Yep, I do. I do. And then I go and buy myself a Jamba Juice smoothie. Wow. And I just... just <laughs> Hey, whatever works for you, my parents are going to love you after this one. They're like, wow, she is so cool. Like, I bet she has so many Tupperwares at her house. I do. So many Tupperwares. I do. Do your parents listen to your pod? Yeah. Oh, they like love and support you? Yeah. That's I awesome. Mean, do yours not? No, mine do. I mine, was gonna say, let's get I into that. I know so comedian so many comedians though that will say some wild shit on their podcast. I'm like, wow, and they're like, they won't watch this. They're like, don't worry. Well, like, you know, I also having a nine to five, I try not to say like insane things sure. um on the podcast. So, you know, it's kind of the same rules, right? Like if I wouldn't say it in front of my company, I also probably wouldn't say it in front right. of my parents. And there's a lot more I'd say in front of my parents than in front right. of my company. So. Well, podcasting is even hard because like, okay, so we're stand-up comedians. And the whole point of comedy is to find the line and mm -hmm. then flirt with it. Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> so you'll say some pretty crazy shit on stage. Well, episode one isn't online anymore. Oh, well, there you go. But that's what I'm saying because you're, you're within a safe space. Um, yeah. You know, that everyone kind of acknowledges and understands except for the few people that get offended. But whatever, when you're in a comedy club and you're telling jokes, that's okay. Sure. And then it's tr tricky, though, because I feel like a lot of comedians 
will trickle that over into a podcast, which is what people want to hear, like yeah. an unfiltered whatever. But you can't do it. You can do it within <laughs> the safety of a room, but there's some stuff you can't say on here. <clears throat> that um, yeah, I mean, so I guess the the way that I think about it is like they're just guidelines, and you can go. They're they're guardrails, and right. you can go as fast as you want in the guardrails. But as long as you don't go to the side, like okay, if it's like you can race cars. 200 miles an hour inside guardrails right. it's like is what they're doing not extreme right. enough because they're right. going not going past the guardrails like no it's still pretty fucking cool like nah you you're a still... bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right well this has been a great episode until now uh ren's gonna get the fuck I out of my apartment i want you to lose your job yeah <laughs> have you have you ever had michael good on the podcast do you michael i have not i do know michael you know he lost his job <laughs> he did his podcast Sounds like which, you worked for a stupid company. Right? Which is, you know, I, I was like, what did you say? And I don't even, I don't even know what he said, but it's shouldn't matter because the cover art of his podcast is him with a boner. Like it's like, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Like that alone. I do, I do love that. Oh man, I'll tell you one of my favorite jokes I ever heard an open mic or do after this, but it's not uh, work appropriate, so oh, I'm not okay. putting it on the podcast. All right. All right. Um, but I'm glad you brought up stand up comedy again, and we can we can end on this because I do want to get into kind of the the similarities between modeling and stand-up. And I think what most people, like a lot of stand-ups did, acting in college mm-hmm. or um, at least they were in drama or they were just kind of like the weird kid that did like music or some sort of performing art and they've got that like confidence from that. I'm assuming modeling is kind of the same way, but like, I don't know. I'd love to get into the specifics on that. It's, the, it's funny because it's both... How do I describe this? Well, okay. So for one thing, uh, especially when I am modeling, people on set, when they find out I do comedy, they're like, oh my gosh, do you talk about all of this? Do you talk about us? All the, all the hilarious things we do as they're like my pinning my clothes. My entire about my ass. Which, no, which also I'm just like, no, that is not, in, like if I knew I had a set, like a, a crowd of industry people, like fashion people, sure, maybe I would do something, but I'm like, mm. there's nothing already when you're a pretty girl, people don't want you to be funny. Because <laughs> you imagine if I get up there, I'm just like, so my day job, I'm a model, no. and the, like no one's... Half the people don't want you to be funny. No. The other half do. No, they're... No, 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 no. It's, I have a whole bit about it when I'm... You know, it's it's bad. So no, I definitely don't... Um, I don't talk about modeling uh, when I'm doing comedy. But no, in terms of like modeling while it does seem like this very vain and vapid industry and you can you know think that girls are dumb or that they're whatever you know it's it's very easy to kind of I mean I even I still feel the same way sometimes or I can see how people outside of it may think that it's just this really dumb industry sure um but you have to get very good at rejection very quickly you're Mm. literally you go to a casting and sometimes you will have a casting director look you up and down like like just clearly right there. I'm like, thanks for coming in. Like, you, so it's funny because it is a whole industry built like built on being beautiful, right? So it yeah. does seem very vain, and it does seem like I'm like, yeah, I am very physically af- affirmed in who I am. Like, I I'm, I know I'm professionally pretty. Okay, sure. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But also, I you know get told no way, way, way more than I get told yes. So yeah. that especially um, was helpful for me when I started barking. 
um, which oh, people yeah. think there's so much contrast. They're like, how do you get to go and be, you know, you're on like Kim Kardashian's company and you're on her story one day and then you go that night and you're barking at people like you're a Times Square solicitor. <laughs> like same, same shit, honestly. It's really not that different. making me feel better about yeah, barking, that's right? for sure. <laughs> right. No, that that is a weird, it, they're both the same where I'm like, I'm good at rejection, so I'm good at this. But also I think it's good for me. <laughs> like I think, yeah. I think it's a good balance of, um, you know, keeps keeps you humble and... That's also the one thing that I do love about, not that, so models do work hard. It's a hard industry to make it in. But if you do just have just one of the right opportunities, it can change everything. And you can be a household name over, like you can, you know, sure. if you have just one of the right things. And all of that, while it can be the accumulation of like time and preparation, a lot of times it is just luck and it is just having a good agency or, it is, you know, whatever. Stand-up comedy is so not that way <laughs> in a way that's so satisfying actually for the okay. contrast of me where you know I can just I, I started modeling was getting big jobs quickly and you can get a big head from that and and stand-up comedy is like you <laughs> can, enjoy the street can, bitch can, <laughs> yep, you can eat shit for five years and you still may not be good at it and that's just the love of the game like people will do that and will do it yeah. happily because they just love it like you're yeah. addicted to it. we're we are addicts to to comedy in a way that's actually really really <clears throat> sad <laughs> it's also like what else am i gonna do with my time right like watch tv i could do that already i right. don't know right um no it's it is interesting because i guess like coming into this i kind of the the thought process that i had was like modeling when you're going to these shoots you're kind of being treated like um sort of a princess in a way but then comedy is almost the exact yeah. opposite yep. where you show up and they're like, we don't want to treat you well. Yep. Like you and we need hope to, you, you need to convince us that we should treat you well. And then you have to do it for years and years and years. Like, yeah, that's the one thing too, where I like, I don't know. I don't, I, it's hard to disrespect a comedian. And it's funny. Cause I feel like some people can look at them as, you know, I, I don't know. People can think we're kind of losers for chasing this, this thing. Um, which what we are, are they doing? Having kids? <laughs> Fucking losers. Right. Anybody can have a kid. Try telling a joke, you bitch. But <laughs> it's this thing for anyone who's even slightly made it to me. I'm like, I know what that took and yeah. how hard it, and also it, like, it's the thing where I don't like shitting on, um, where, where, somewhere I heard someone said, um, no one doing more than you is ever going to criticize you. And that mm. was something that I think goes both ways that I took as a lesson. So for one thing, when I find myself shitting on comedians, especially female comedians that I'm like, I'm funnier than her. I'm whatever. I'm like, yeah. no, you're, she's been doing it for no one. There's no such thing as just catching a great break. And I know you're saying that, but even the one you're talking <laughs> I about, I didn't say anything, even the one you're talking about, I, don't know. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> here's the thing though. And the contrast with that, the when I am having those feelings about people, I'm like, they're not thinking about me at all. No. <laughs> they do not care. They, they yeah. do not care that I have this opinion of them. And it's not like modeling or, or, or some other things where you can just have one big break. Like even the people that maybe it looks that way, they've been doing this for years and they're, they were barking yeah. outside the pair and they were like, <laughs> they were, you know, it's a hard thing to disrespect comedians that have made it. I don't, I don't, and I don't like yeah. doing that. Cause I'm like, that adds nothing to me. And also that person does not care that I'm, that I'm feeling that way. Yeah. And then anytime I find someone criticizing me, then I can also use that on the flip side of just like, yeah, you mean nothing to me. I'm doing more than you are. <laughs> I'm doing more than you are. Yeah. I, I try to take the approach of like zero burned bridges right. and just try to remember like it's not really a competition. 
Yeah. Like it's there is especially with the internet and like TikTok and Instagram reels like there is not a set number of people that can be big in comedy like there used to be and so like kind of having the approach I try to have the approach of like almost with nobody I talk to would a booker ever look at the two of us and not have already made up their mind. Right. Like there's no way that you and I could be standing in front of a booker and him would go, "Well, I don't know." I don't know. <laughs> But we're, it's not because one of us is better or worse. It's because we're so different. Right. And like they're people that are booking, people that are looking for other comedians are always looking for something specific. And yeah, if it's not true. you, then you can't take it personally. Right. And I think that's where people get a little bit tripped up. Um, is that the same in modeling? Like when you go to the, the casting director, are they like... Are they comparing the models against each other or are they kind of like have something it's, in their I head would that say they're it's looking generally for? that. And a lot of times, yeah, that's why I, I got good at rejection quickly because sometimes you understand you're like, oh, this just, I'm not what they're looking for for this shoot. But then sometimes you will see the person who did get it. Like you'll know that that was the job and you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. And that's where you have to check yourself. Sure. Um, Can't win them all. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. I have a friend that got hit up by, um, one of the casting directors for the circle this is like okay. netflix yeah. reality tv show or whatever and, and he was like i don't want it that's not the type of show i want to be on what i don't even want to i also think that he's an idiot oh my gosh but it's funny because i told one of my co-workers that and then literally like eight months later she sent me a text i was like holy shit look who is on the circle and it was an exact carbon copy of <laughs> my buddy and i was like wow was, so they knew exactly what was, they were looking for it was there. discount that was him. amazing kroger like the kroger version of your friend yeah kind of kind of or was he hotter was he the kroger version of you know i think all people are beautiful <laughs> <laughs> we both know that's not no, true they looked identical they looked identical it was crazy oh, for real yeah. oh so they really yeah, did yeah, just, yeah. Wow. they really like they were like we need a type here we need a specific Man. type was this friend of yours a comedian? Mm -hmm. So was, do you know if the other guy was also a comedian? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Didn't look into it. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of confirmed what I was saying is like, you know, we're all out here just trying to get as many chances as possible. Right. And that's like, that's how you do it, which is why, like going back to what I was saying earlier, it's insane to me that like people actually hit up other people online, like Instagram. My buddy getting hit up on TikTok. I was like, how is this supposed to do I need to like right. start doing this and the push and pull? So I guess like the last question that I've got before we end this is like, how do you manage your time between family, stand up, modeling, like all of that, all the things that you have going on, especially with how busy it is to be a stand up, how hard it is to travel for modeling. Right. And then obviously you've got your family back in Utah, like 3000 yeah. miles away. Like what is your, how do you approach that? I'm not doing well to be <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. No, I'm, I'm uh, not crushing it out here. No, I do find I go through phases where I handle it really well. It's just, I picked two things in life that are equally. Uh, so first of all, I, I, I also have um, like crippling ADD. And when you have <laughs> ADD, you need structure. And so the sure. two passions I picked in life are ones that have no structure whatsoever. I could Isn't get an email at works. 6 p.m. Yep. that says you have to be in LA tomorrow. Here's your flight information. Or I could get, you know, you get a, a last minute spot for comedy. Like I pick two things that do, you are just on call all sure. the time. So 
for me, the things that I can manage are like exercising and eating healthy and whatever. So I try to create structure. Like I do dumb things. Like I must make my bed every morning. Like I have to like, <laughs> like if that's the one thing I can do. And then Good I for you, yeah, honestly, and, like and then I'm very much like a journal, like a like a planner. I still have a physical like paper planner. I like to write out everything. Um, and Mormons are not like a weird cult of people in the mountains. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, no, I, I just, yeah, I try to find structure where I can. But yeah, I had to let go of that because I did, I definitely did grow up just because of my ADD needing, needing the same thing. I mean, I even like sure. I, I did photography as a kid because of my, because of my mom. And I remember when I was 16, I was such a weird kid, and I was making good money at photography. I was doing it full time alone at oh, that wow. point. Yeah, um, but then I told my parents, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I just want to get a job at like the restaurant downtown. And they were like, Why? What? I'm like, I feel like I'm lacking structure. <laughs> and they're like, What is wrong with our child? Oh my gosh. She's a 45 year old person. Yes, no, and that's how I was. So that's definitely how I was. So I was chasing that, and I've just learned to find it in certain things. Yeah, like exercise. There's the little things that I can, but you gotta let go. I mean, because this is what I love. You know, I love comedy. I love modeling. So gotta just roll with the punches but no it's I'm going through I felt like January and February I was so on top of it Mar- March has been dark uh, <laughs> we'll get it back we'll get it back it comes and goes yeah waves yeah for sure awesome this was super interesting yeah I, I don't like, know that I we touched really... on anything specific like I like no, we were supposed to but I don't just like the whole I don't know like I said I didn't really know Name anything it whatever about you the... want because I don't know what we were even t- I'm gonna do a split title I think <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about it during this I was like wow we've touched on a lot but you did warn me coming in you're right. like the type of person that doesn't know a lot about one thing it's right. just like a little about well, a lot and I will, which this, is the this same could kind so. of tie into that a little bit but I will say because I was gonna try to talk about confidence in some context which yeah. I don't know that we did but the one thing um for me I owe a lot of my confidence to my dad and cause for him, it was really important to instill that in me and how he did it was like, my dad made sure I knew I was beautiful. He told me that all the time, but he also made sure that I understood that that was the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> like that's cool, but it's pretty lame compared to the rest. So, and I carried that through no, my life and that's him. why, I yeah, just... like, like, I think that's important. I wish more people knew. And, I, and it's cool because it's becoming that way. I mean, it's always been that way in comedy. But it's becoming that way even in modeling where it's not even just enough anymore to be a pretty face. It's like you also need to be Your interesting. Story. And you story. need to, Yeah, you need to yeah. be clever and funny and kind and all these other things. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's – I think it's super – like everything you've said is super interesting. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry that we didn't like touch on okay. anything okay. specific. Um, where could people find you? Instagram, uh, in- shows, yeah, Instagram is Ren Parker, W R E N Parker. Um, I'm trying so hard to be on Twitter, but I don't know how I missed. I don't know how. I know comedians need <laughs> to be dead. Just come Twitter's to me. Dead. Th- yeah. TikTok's a new Twitter. Don't worry about. Okay, just start with my Instagram, um, and then I'm at the Grizzly Pair every weekend, and then around a bunch of other spots you can find on my Instagram story. Awesome. Yeah, as always, <laughs> follow me at Corey T Comedy on Instagram. Comes check out shows at. The Three Monkeys in Midtown. I'm there every single week. He gets one drink ticket. I get one drink ticket (laughs) per show. But if people want to come and buy me drinks, I will take those ones. Those ones I'm taking 100% of the time. But, Ren, this was a lot of fun. Let's do one again soon. I would love that. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 